We've all been raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. We're slowly learning that fact. And we're very, very pissed off. Good day, my mates, and all the listeners. Um, yeah, you know what? I, I guess all the listeners are my mates, you know, because they are. But um, I guess I was just trying to, you know, not make it quite as gay. Meh, that's all right. You know what? Like, hey, there's a first time for everything, right? Like, because I, I would say this podcast is pretty gay. Oh, God, this is my jam. Uh, so, uh, what we're listening to right now is, um, this guy who does, um, these style mashups and what they are is pop tunes, uh, that are in the, the vein of another style. So this is not another style. This is, uh, Puddles the Sad Clown and he got him to sing, uh, Royals by Lord, and I have been listening to this non-stop at work. I'm really trying to get uh, the the audio a little bit more breathing room, you know, like. I don't need to be talking every goddamn second. And otherwise, you know, what's the point of having stuff in the background if I'm just talking over it? The interesting thing is, is that the uh, original version barely has any music in it at all. It's mostly just drums and her singing. And so the fact that this guy, like, came in and was like, no, 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 we're not doing that. We're going to really build it up. Um, I'm good for him. And, oh, what's also really amazing, um, I'll, I'll get you the name of this guy. I'm blanking on it right now. Um, but uh, just look on YouTube, uh, Sad Clown Royals, and you'll find this, and you'll find all his other um, style mashups. And everyone who but what's interesting is is that uh, he uh, is doing these all in one take, right? So that's amazing that he's just like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, we rehearsed this enough and we're all amazing musicians, so we're just going to pound this out in one take. So we're going to let this play. It's going to be great. Uh, I'm, I've got, I, I purchased his entire album, which is available on iTunes. So I ran away just right quick to uh, get the name because I just felt bad about talking about him and playing his music and not, you know, knowing his name. It's fucking Scott Brady loves ya, which is like, go fuck yourself. That's a terrible screen name. Like, no one's going to remember it. It's just awful. So anyway, Scott Brady loves ya. All right. So get that on iTunes. Uh, you can buy. The, I, I highly recommend buying the whole album. Honestly, I'll, I'm with you. I need to look. There were a lot of songs I did not know that he's doing style mashups of. He is considerably younger than me because he also does cartoon jams, 
and um, which he does kind of like soul R&B versions of cart- of cartoon theme songs. But of course, all the theme songs are like from the late 90s. And I'm like, oh yeah, motherfucker, you are a youngin'. Bye. All right. So anyway, so this whole episode is not going to be dedicated to our trip to Australia, but there's actually going to be quite a bit of it because... Um, I captured some uh, really cool sounds in Australia. Oh, here comes one right now. So this is us uh, outside of Sydney, Australia at the Three Sisters Monument, which is a national park. And pretty soon you can hear a dumb motherfucker with his speaker attached to his iPhone. Here it is. Playing music at this national park, national monument. Go fuck yourself. All right, I mean, like, can't you have a moment's peace? Ooh, look at, listen to the cicadas. But you can hear how crowded it is. You can hear all the people and all the noises. And what's interesting is, is coming up, like, the rest of this is gonna be not that, right? It's gonna get the more. We go outside of Sydney and tour the country. It's gonna get quieter. And this is just me recording this on my iPhone. I just thought it would be neat because honestly, everything about Australia is different than the United States. And I'm not talking about like, honestly, I I should take that back. Like all the products are exactly the same, right? The same. Uh, you know, Coca-Cola and Pepsi and Kraft macaroni and cheese and all that garbage. It's all the same. But what's different about it is, you know, the constellations in the sky and the animals and the trees and the birds. And it's all different. And the like the most mundane shit that you would never, ever take a picture of here, you take a picture of there because it's just all brand new. No, you can go down. Just go down the other side. And this was uh, the national park outside of Sydney, and it is super crowded. Um, but what was interesting about this, and for those of you who are friends, I'm, oh, now we're going to do uh, yet another song from, oh, God, I can't remember that guy's name anymore. Anyway, enjoy. So um, we... We oh one of the things that we did all right I'm sorry I'm starting backwards um and then it's just just because this is the way it's organized in my list um, we went to go see Ben Folds uh, at the Davies Symphony Hall where he played with the San Francisco Symphony and it was great uh, we so anyway so I didn't record any of it and I'm not really sure why I, I guess I felt some sense of reverence I guess to the symphony and being in that hall and just trying to be in the moment and, and not always be like, well, I have to record this and I have to share this and I have to do this. There was mo- one moment, though, that I wish I would have captured. Um, we sang that Ben Fold song, uh, and we were not the same after that, where the... I'm going to just gonna drop the uh, backing here. Um, it's the part where they go... We were not the same after that. And it just like 
he got all of Davies Symphony Hall to like sing that backing part, it was tremendous. I mean, it was just like, right, we're all we're all here to do this and to and you know, it wasn't like those assholes who came in at the Billy Joel concert who stood up and clapped for We Didn't Start the Fire. It's like, go fuck yourself. That's like the shitty radio hit. Anyway, this is Blurred Lines. That's what he's covering here. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of weird, like I feel like while this music is going on, I can't really talk about Australia because it's, I don't know, it's just out of place and I have other things in my notes, so I'll just do those while this music is playing and then when Australia comes in, we'll switch to that. So uh, one of the things I I realized bothers me is um, I love, I love being warm. I love just wrapping up and bundling up and having the heater on and sitting in front of a fire. Yes, all three of those things. That's how easily I get chilled. I just need heat just blasting me in the face constantly. And then there are those people. So uh, our lovely host, Virginia, who uh, if you want to go back in time and listen to the old podcast about Australia, um, we stayed with her in Sydney and she's a fucking fresh air person. And it drives me insane. And I think she might have done this while we were there, which made me think of this, but she might not have. I I don't know. But, oops, sorry. Uh, There are all those people who are like, oh, it's stuffy in here. It's stuffy. Oh, no, no, no. This is just your excuse for blasting cold air in my face and making me fucking freeze to death. Oh, thanks. Okay, so now here we are in a pub, like a really nice, old-fashioned, old-timey pub in uh, Sydney called the Hero of Waterloo. I don't know what that means, but if you Google it, I am sure there is an Australian hero of Waterloo fighting Napoleon. Ha ha, look at me. I didn't even have to Google that. I knew who fought in Waterloo. So what was crazy, and I'm gonna make this the uh, poster image, or I guess that's what they call it on iTunes. Just that image that you see when this podcast comes up. It's three elderly ladies who play jazz standards. And so it's an upright bass player, uh, a keyboard player, and this is amazing, a woman who plays not only trumpet, but saxophone. Oh, here, wait, they're getting started. We're still in the other room by now, so uh, one of these days I'll make my way in. Well, in one of these days, what do you mean? Pretty soon, pretty soon I'm gonna walk in and stick my microphone in front of my iPhone, which looks like a Bible, which makes it awesome and just uh, record that. So here's what they sound like. So um, Australians are pretty good drinkers. They're not on the level of, um, you know, well, they're, I, I would say they don't drink as much as Americans. I would say Americans drink way more than the British, especially San Franciscans. But they are better drinkers than the British. Because you go to one of these places, a, a nice old-timey pub, 
And they've got a selection of beers, right? Like, it's not like British, you know, pubs where you go and they've got, like, three on tap. And, and you know, you go to a different British pub and there's like, oh, there's another three on tap. And you're like, oh, uh, all right. So, you know, in, in England, you have to, like, pick a loyalty to a pub because you like their beer. And it's like, because you can't get that beer anywhere else, nor can you get any other beers there as well. So you just have to pick it and stick it. Oh, yeah. That's right, baby. We're going to pick it. We're going to stick it. Oh, yeah. All right. So let's diverge from a little Australia talk uh, for just a second. Um, uh, I have realized about myself that... um, I so first of all, in case you didn't know, uh, I'm a dude. Okay, all right. I guess you probably guessed that. Um, although every telemarketer I ever talk to, tech support, uh, trying to sell me something, it's always ma'am. It's always ma'am. And then I tell them my name, and then they do one time. Oh, uh, okay, Mr. Allen, home. Okay, great. Uh, can I help you, sir? And then immediately go right back into ma'am. Now, I don't know if it's me. I don't know if they're just, like, programmed to handle women. But I always get the ma'am. So, but, look, I'm a dude. I like to masturbate. I like to watch porn. Okay, uh, uh, two out of the three of those you should remember. So, oh, there's me taking pictures. Oh, I did it again. Oh, looks at me. I'm just a regular, uh, oh boy. Um, so, work it, smile it, live it. Okay, so um, I've realized that I hate talking in porn. But I will put up with it if you are speaking a different language. So I go on fuck.com a lot, F-U-Q.com. I I really like it because it's got tons of different categories. It allows for fuzzy searches. It's fantastic. But uh, what's great about it is it has, you know, German porn, Czech porn. But who knew that Czech women were so attractive? I had no idea. Anyway, Czech... Uh, one of the great things about it is A, hot women, but B, they're speaking another language and it's not like, uh, do me, uh, yeah, oh, you like my big cock, uh, it's like, oh, ustaguka, but what you do? And then you're like, okay, yeah, they could be saying anything, they just could be making noises. Nah, I don't know, I don't care, I like it, I dare it, let's do it. So, sadly, the Pete Holmes show just got canceled, which is a major bummer because I think the world of Pete Holmes and the show is what the show was. Um, my favorite thing is, is he used to do this bit about firing the X-Men as Charles Xavier, which was very funny. But one of the things he, he did that um, I liked uh, that that I don't know if he, he really didn't ever do it. It was just a vibe that I got from him. Um, and it was sort of like, oh, I well, he had two things, right? Well, one of them was, if you're not laughing, you're not picturing blah, 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 blah. 
And that was a great way of repurposing the joke, right? Because you, like, do a joke, and then, you know, in a way to just recycle the laughs, you don't have to make up a new joke. You just talk about the old joke in sort of a secondhand manner. But um, he also had... Uh, this way of being like, oh yeah, I get it. I get who you are. And so this is a great way. You know, I had that whole idea of like doing easy impressions. Uh, but, uh, oh, this is uh, his uh, style mashup of Call Me Maybe. Which is that Carly Rae Jepsen song that everybody lip synced to like six months ago. Enjoy it. Anyway, so the idea is if you want a cheap laugh and you want to really kind of shit on somebody a little bit, all you have to do is say, oh yeah, I know your type. And then put like, um, I don't know how to put it exactly, like a noun and another noun. That's really all you have to do. Um, so like, uh, oh yeah, I know your type. You're the guy, kind of guy who has a, like a stuffed owl and a man shirt. <laughs> What's a man shirt? Doesn't matter. It does not matter. You've just said man shirt and they feel bad about themselves and now you're on the attack, right? And then you go over the kill. Oh, right. Of course you are. Sure. Yeah, like you've got a DVD collection and, and uh, 25 uh, Bond films on VHS just in case. Boom. And then, and, then, and then it's just like, I don't know what any of this means. Sure, all right, I know the kind of guy you are, <laughs> of course. Yeah, like you got a spindle of DVDs and a shortened bass neck because your hands are small, okay? Boom, right? And, and then I guess, I guess just realizing I'm doing this now, you could do like a because of a blah, blah, blah. Right, like, oh, sure, I know how you are. Uh, uh, you rare uh, red turtleneck slacks because of diphtheria. You know, and who cares? Who cares? It's just like you put them on the defensive and you shut them down, and then you fuck their wives and you hear the lamentations of the women. I missed you so bad. I missed you so bad. I missed you so so bad before you came into my life. I missed you so bad, and you should know. All right, so here's one of those ideas that does not work. And this is crazy, but here's my number, so call me maybe. And that is, you know, we were having this all these discussions because I was in Australia about the metric system and about why America didn't, like, try, or they did try, um, but why it never really took off. And um, all... I was sort of making the case of like, well, you know, in the future and Star Trek, they have the metric system, right? Like, you know, Jean-Luc Picard is always like, hey, 25 meters, 50 meters. And it was like, well, that, I guess that's all you need to, uh, to join Starfleet is uh, the metric system and warp drive. You know, it's just like, look, we're evolved. Yay. So this is now we're on... Oh, now we're at the Great Barrier Reef in the city of Port Douglas. And the reason why I put this on is because we were kind of near the ocean uh, from our hotel room. We had an, a stellar hotel. Uh, and boy, uh, let me tell you, though, Australia is the most expensive place we've ever been. 
right? Like trying to get a lunch for under $20 was tricky. So, but and more cicadas, but what I, but, but what I loved about the more remote places was just how quiet it was. That sound in the background isn't traffic, it isn't airplanes, isn't an air conditioner. It's the ocean. You can hear the birds. Those are real birds. I recorded them on my iPhone. It wasn't... It wasn't, you know, sound effects. They're just all around. Now, not in the big cities, but... At a place like this, they're everywhere. And so you just have to get out of the city to find them. So, boy, I tell you, I was hypnotized right now. I've been there, and I was like, I just... I just want to listen to this. I just want to listen to the ocean. Ah, it's so hypnotizing. The one thing about Australia that's a little messed up is the weather is wildly different. uh, Depending on whether you're South Australia or or North near the Great Barrier Reef. uh, and, And it's impossible to do this country with guaranteed good weather 100% of the time in all of the regions you want to go to. So don't go to the uh, Australia in the summertime, their summertime, uh, if you want to go to the Great Barrier Reef because they have cyclones, they have lightning storms, they have jellyfish. Fucking Australia. Oh my God. Everything in Australia is trying to kill you, right? Like, every time we would talk to somebody, they'd be like, Well, you can go there, but, well, it's usually snakes in the bushes. And, uh, and then, like, well, you don't need the stinger suits right now because there's no uh, jellyfish. But, you know, if you were here in the summer, there'd be jellyfish everywhere. And then, oh, my God, we saw the most frightening saltwater crocodiles. And there's me taking pictures again. But it is... It is... It is a country that is beautiful and amazing and everything is trying to kill you. It's like a Star Trek episode. Uh, You know, and I'm sure that they... Well, they kind of did some original TOS stuff, but eh, I don't know if that really counts. I wish I'd stop taking pictures for two seconds and enjoy the silence. This is what I'm talking about. Living in the now. I'm sorry if you're listening to this in your car, because it probably doesn't sound like anything. It probably just sounds like traffic going by. What I'm really envisioning is someone sitting outside, as I was earlier today, listening to a podcast and it's nice weather and there's just trees and wind and sun
Okay. Let's get back into the music. All right, so this is Get Lucky uh, by uh, Daft Punk in the style of an Irish brogue. Anyway, so um, Neil deGrasse Tyson, America's favorite black astronomer. Well, let's go with only. More favorite, yeah, both. Nickel difference. Anyway, um, he, nickel, nickel difference. It's very, very important. Um, watched any of old Mr. Tyson's uh, new show Cosmos on Fox, which is weird that it's on Fox because Fox is typically extremely lowbrow and Cosmos seeks to actually teach you something. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Cosmos was a TV show in the 70s hosted by Carl Sagan. It was one of those shows that my mother really wanted to watch and it pissed me off because it was learning and I hated it. So, uh, I, yeah, so, but, but one of the stories I remember about Cosmos was uh, Carl Sagan and he was like, hey, um, there's this Japanese myth that like all these sailors, uh, these fishermen, they like drowned and shit. And I'm like, what, what? And he's all, uh, uh. And then he's like, no, you didn't. And then, uh, and and he's like, and then as fishermen went out to fish, they would pull up these crabs that had little faces on them, and uh, the little, and then the the crabs that they would throw back. Uh, they thought had the trapped souls or the reincarnated souls of the dead fishermen from that storm. And then, you know, uh, wouldn't you know it, over time, um, uh, the crabs that survived had the faces on them. And so pretty soon, all the crabs had the faces on them. Now, what Carl Sagan was describing, what is what we all know now as natural selection. But what's crazy is that this is not common knowledge. Like, I I mean, I just have to think, like, were we that dumber in the 70s that we didn't understand what natural selection was? We didn't understand, like, like Carl Sagan had to, like, spoon feed it to us and be like, yes, dummies, natural selection. Like, even people who watched PBS... Yes, natural selection. This is what it means, like banging it over our heads. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it just seems amazing that we were ever that stupid. But I, pre-internet, I guess we were. All right, so uh, let's go now to a koala preserve. So now we're on Kangaroo Island. So Kangaroo Island's a small island off the middle southern uh, tip of Australia. And this is me just walking around with my iPhone. 
But there's a bird in here that goes... <laughs> Alright, that's a terrible impression of it, but you're going to hear him soon enough. And they're everywhere. And they're these black and white birds, but their song is so crazy and weird. But... There you go. It's beautiful. And... It was one of those things where it was like, it's a black and white bird. I got to take a picture of it. The song is amazing. And we're at this koala preserve. And it's not like being, because we went to it like a wild animal park while we were there. And there's something weird about like going to, you know, caged in area even though and it doesn't matter how big and how free it is like the fact that they can't leave is weird but the thing about this place was kind of cool it's just like it's a koala preserve so they don't cage the koalas in they just grow eucalyptus trees and if the koalas wish to stay there fine because you know koalas are kind of lazy and they only eat eucalyptus and not only eucalyptus they only eat specific eucalyptus um i I think something that we read said that they throw away like four pounds of eucalyptus that they just don't want to eat every day and you know eucalyptus leaves are not heavy they're just leaves you know and they're small and so that means They've got to go through a tremendous amount of eucalyptus. Anyway, fuck those guys. Uh, so, um, so anyway, it was kind of neat to be in a place where you just wandered around and looked for them in the trees. And the volunteers would set out flags where they saw them earlier in the day. But it didn't matter. They could move. They could go wherever they want. But just like the koalas, the birds everything this is our last stop on our Australian tour I hope you enjoyed it Keep your feets and dicks in the cars uh, until we have come to a full and complete stop. But I, I, I would be remiss if uh, we left Australia without me telling you about what happened to me on the way home. Um, uh, it's, uh, I think that's Miriam talking to me. Uh, anyway, so uh, we are... We, okay, so I guess I have to back up. So we did not have, oh, this is a thrift store by Macklemore uh, that he's covering. So, we had a, we had a stop um, in Auckland, New Zealand, and Auckland is three hours east of Sydney. 
And on the flight, we saw the Lego movie. Oh, by the way, uh, Lego movie is great. I just saw the X-Men movie. Uh, that was pretty good. But anyway, the Lego movie was great. And normally I take anti-anxiety meds when I travel, but it makes me a little sleepy. And so for this three-hour flight, I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. So, but they were offering champagne on the flight. So I was like, yeah, all right, you know, I'll take a little bit of champagne. Why not? Get loose. So really the only time I express emotions is when I'm a little liquored up. So I'm watching the Lego movie. I'm not going to reveal the twist ending, but I'm having some champagne. I'm, I'll admit it, I cried a little bit. I'm just like, I'm having a fucking great time. Like I'm crying, I'm watching a movie, I'm drinking. This is fucking great. So then we land in Auckland. And then it's time to go from Auckland to California. And it's a 12-hour flight. I have to get on uh, the, the timetable for home. And I... <laughs> I take melatonin. I take my anti-anxiety medication. Uh, I mistakenly have some wine. Because I was like... And look, this is what drinkers do that fuck them up every time. It's like, oh, in order to have fun, I need to drink. But I think what I was really thinking was, I'm in this plane and I have to watch these in-flight movies to keep myself occupied. And, and look, don't get me wrong, I look forward to the in-flight movies. I think they're great. But it was so amazing and so just wonderful to the previous experience I had. I was like, well, this this must be what we have to do to get that experience. So I'm going to do it. So I had not one, but two glasses of wine. And on the previous flight, I had the salmon salad. Now... I'm sure. I'm. I don't wanna. Oh, this is a sweet child of mine. Reminds me of childhood memories. Everything was a Now I don't want to impl- implicate the uh, salmon salad, but it was about eight after eight hours after the salmon salad that I started having problems, and I woke up. And I woke up and it was dark, you know, because it was dark. <laughs> Let me explain to you about the, how the fact that the earth turned, never mind. Um, and I felt nauseous. And I was like, I, I have to, and I looked right ahead in my seat pocket and I was like, there is no air sick bag there, at least not when I can see. So I better get up and go to the toilet and then I'll if I have to get sick I'll just get sick in the toilet there's nobody around it's probably not going to be crowded no big whoop so I get up and I walk on my way to the toilet and then the next thing I remember 
was a stewardess leaning over me and she says how do you feel and when I say leaning over me I mean I'm passed out on the floor of the airplane and I'm looking up at the top of the airplane the cabin and I say <laughs> nauseous and she says well can you make it over here and she points to that those jump seats that the flight attendants sit in to uh, you know before you know take off and landing and I looked at it like it was I can't remember if it was a million miles away or I might throw up on the way to there and my brain was like how do we get to there and not throw up? Because lying on the floor of the airplane, I was like, I'm not gonna throw up here. So then I remember crawling to that seat. And then the next thing I remember, I'm waking up and the male flight attendant is talking to me. Not to me, to the other flight attendant who found me. And I've got this blanket over me now. And she says something like, well, he had an accident. And she peels the blanket back a little bit and you could see more of the food I had previously eaten than you could the sweatshirt I was wearing and I guess I had thrown up at some point while I was passed up So then, I think the male stewardess said something like, well, maybe we could get him cleaned up. He said, can you stand up? And I stuck out my hand, which is sort of the international sign for like, hey man, can you help me stand up? And he kind of stared at my hand for like, a little too long which is the international code for I don't really want to touch your hand because it may have puke on it but maybe I'll give him some credit and say that he was just not sure of what I was doing but he finally figured it out and he grabbed me and he pulled me up and I w walked to the bathroom and as soon as I started walking I was much, much better. Like, I wasn't in this zombie state. I had no interest in passing out. Like, I had thrown up all of the shit that made me sleepy, I guess? I, I don't quite understand it. So anyway, so I get to the bathroom, and then it was just... Oh, God, it was awful. I, I don't want to gross anybody out, but it was a lot of stuff that had fallen off 
my sweatshirt that I was scooping up and putting into the toilet and flushing and all this stuff. And by the time I got... Oh, no, I remember. When I was sitting in the jump seat, they were like, is somebody with you? And I was like, yeah, my wife. And I remembered my seat number. I can't remember it now. I think it was like 17D. No, it was way... It was way past that. It was in the 20s. And I said, like, 20D. But don't, don't, don't get her. Don't bother her. And the, the flight attendant was like, well, we kind of have to. So and I was like, oh, all right. But I didn't want, I didn't, you know, this is me fucking up again. I didn't want to be like hey let's shine a light on this me fucking up again i just didn't want that but it was great because as i'm (laughs) forgot about this part so i'm in the bathroom and i'm scraping the sick off of my sweatshirt that i had worn and miriam's trying to help me and she's like let me do it let me do it this is a fucking airplane bathroom like (laughs) like this is why people only fuck in these rooms is because you can't do anything else because they're so small that it's like listen unless my dick is in you i can't move my arms far enough away without hitting you in the face so i just finally had to turn to her and i was just like you can't be here right now you gotta go because you love me So she was like, okay, okay. And so she gave me her jacket, which is a little too small because I've got slightly longer arms than her. And she was like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. This is the only thing I have. And somehow I remembered buying a joke t-shirt of Shaquille O'Neal uh for his second oh, second album Shaq Fu Da Return DA hyphen return and I bought it as a joke and um but I remember um M- Miriam and I when we were packing she was like I can't fit all of this stuff into my bag and I was like that's okay I'll take those two joke shirts and I'll put them in my backpack and I don't remember why I remembered that they were there but she so she was kind of like what are you gonna wear because there was I was just covered in vomit it was so gross amazingly enough it didn't get on my pants and I looked at her and I was like the Shaq Fu shirt (laughs) is in my backpack which is in the overhead compartment you have to get it and then I'll wear that and then I can give you your jacket back and it was amazing <laughs> I don't know how my brain works but sometimes it astounds me so uh, so she brought it back and I wore that and thank God I wore that I bought that joke shirt thank God I remembered it was in my backpack Because then I just, you know, they got me a new blanket. I tucked that around me. It was great. I was warm. A warm. As we have learned in this podcast, that's all I really want to be is warm. (sighs) 
what a mess. You would think by this age I would have learned. <sighs> so from me, from learning from my mistakes, from my lovely wife, who stands by me during the just dumbest things I can do. From the music of Bright Brown and Tyler Durden, let's do this one more time. Till then! Your